Good to see all of you. How good of you? One degree this morning when you woke up, but here you are. You pushed through. You got here. That's phenomenal. It's great to see you. So we enjoy uh, Christmas in our home. I, I, I've been telling you that. Um, last week I told you about um, my somewhat nausea when it comes to Christmas songs because it's just it's excessive and it goes on and on. Uh, and then there's the candle thing that goes on in my home, right? You know, where, you know, you walk in a room and there's like one smell and it's like, you know, Christmas cake or something like that. And then you go into another room and it's like balsam fur and you go into another room and it's candy cane. It's just, it's just a lot, you know, on, on the stomach. It really is. And, you know, and next week we'll talk about the Hallmark movies, okay? But... <laughs> The truth be told, right? But, but it, it's just, you know, it's the season and just certain things kick in. And, and, and for us and my family, it's, it's a busy time, maybe for you as well. Uh, you know, once it gets going, it's like, you know, starts day to day and then it's hour to hour as it gets closer and closer. It can get a bit stressful. Um, you know, uh, what, I don't know how you handle the stress, but what I do is I start singing. I, you know, I kind of, I begin to like, sing, I actually sing the songs I begin to, you know, have too much of, you know, just to like dial it down. My family accuses me of using it against them. It's a way to like stick them, at least my kids. But I really think that come a certain point in December that I just, I'm a better singer. I am. My voice, silver bells, silver bells. Huh? Yeah, thank you. Ha. So, so no, but we, we run hard at Christmas time. And uh, truth be, just, uh, I mean, Wednesday or Thursday, one of my uh, kids came to me and said, you know, Dad, I, I, uh, I'd like, can we go, can we start having our times of, uh, you know, gathering again as a family where we, uh, you know, we, we sit down, we just talk about life and God and and we gather, you know, so we, we, we haven't been doing it for a bit. And I said, you know, yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know what? I, just, I said, you got it. We're, we're going we're to get back in there, you know? And when I realized that, you know, I, you know, I gave them a hug. And then when they left, I, I thought, wow, you know, just it happens quickly. You know, things change quickly. Like, you know, okay, Justin started going to college. I'm going to college. Joy's doing basketball, gymnastics. Janelle and Jason are working now. It just it just. All of a sudden, there's a lot of different things going on, huh? And we're maxed out. And, and it's not like we, we're not seeing each other. We would have noticed that. It's not like we're not seeing each other because, you know, who's picking who up and who's riding with who. And, and we're crossing each other in the house constantly. We're here on Sunday. I, I don't know if there's a day that goes by that we don't see each other, right? We're near each other, but maybe we're not with each other. Are you getting me? Huh? The way we used to be, certainly anyway. And there's a big difference between being near someone and being with someone, yes? Sometimes you could be in the same room with somebody, but you're not with them. Huh? This Christmas, my family, we're gonna we're gonna do some intentional things to make sure that we're gonna be spending time with each other. I so encourage you, spouses, families, to do the same. Right? Because we can be near, but not with. I wonder if this is how people kind of see God or view God or feel about God, right? 
Some people think, well, God is near me. He might be around me, but I'm not sure if he's with me. Let's jump into the Bible and read Matthew chapter 1, verses 21 through 23. It says, she, Mary, will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save the people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord said through his prophet, the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. God with us. It's the greatest gift God could give to humankind, the gift of Jesus Christ. It's a promise that God will be with us. It's an assurance that God wants to be with us. He provided and made a way for that to happen. All that we do this Christmas season, and we're doing a lot, this Friday is Christmas tide. Look at the PAC, hundreds. I think we have about almost 200 guests plus our volunteers. So you're looking at about 250 people will gather We'll serve a five-course meal. We'll have some fun singing, pictures with Santa, all of this to help the House of Peace and Education and the GCAC, the families that they're serving in their community. Every kid will get a, a good quality Christmas gift. It's going to be a blast. Of those, a lot of the people don't come in here. We've never been in here. And then the next week after that, we're going to be help joining together with the GCAC, and they're joining together with other organizations that are providing over three, well, 300 families. I, I don't know how many. I think we're talking maybe something like anywhere from 700 to 1,000 gifts will be given out here. They're all coming in here. We're setting it all up. And these families, 300 families will be coming in here to get gifts for their children. Huh? And we're joining with agencies that are providing the gifts. We're providing the facility, the wraps, the bows, the wrapping paper, the cider, and, and the greeting. We're greeting them. And we're welcoming them. Isn't that wonderful? Yeah. It's a great collaboration. Is that the word, collaboration? Good. I get it mixed up with corroboration. Or is there even a word, corroboration? Or do I just make that up? I don't know. <laughs> is it a word? It is? Is it a bad word? Okay. <laughs> I hope not. And then what's going on just amongst yourselves, the way you're caring for one another, out there in your life groups, the way you're coming together and helping families. One life group came together, got a family from the church, gave them a bunch of presents, and raised up $500 for them for this Christmas. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. And then we have our Christmas services. We're going to have two Christmas services. We're going to have two Sunday morning Christmas services. It's going to be fun. It's going to be festive. Sunday morning, December 22nd, it's just, it's going to be at invite your friends. It'll be a ton of fun. And then we're going to have two Christmas Eve services on the 24th. Totally different services. Two different services. Candlelight, inspiring, moving. I really do tell you what an opportunity to invite your friends, family to come in here. You have handouts for Christmas Eve. Just take that and just, I'm telling you, more than not, when you hand these to people, they are looking for somebody. I know, I know you're thinking no, but from what we hear from people and with the results we see, 
It's a good thing when you're handing them that invite and say, hey, you know what? Why don't you come and join us for Christmas Eve? Why don't you come and join us for our Sunday morning Christmas service, huh? And we do all this, why? We do all of this so that people could turn around and have an experience with the one true God, right? So that that people could come to know and be aware of the gift that God has given them, and that is Jesus Christ. God wanted to be with us. And for that to happen, he sent his one and only son, Jesus. To be with us, God sent Jesus for us. Jesus means savior. He came to earth to save us. As I said before, you know, what's a Christian? Someone who needs to be saved, right? He came to earth to save us because we cannot save ourselves. We cannot save ourselves from the consequences of sin. It's okay to hear that word. The more you're comfortable with that word, the more something in you called self-actualization is increasing. Self-awareness is increasing. That's a good thing. That's a powerful thing to have self-actualization, self-awareness, the ability to kind of glean into yourself and really see what's going on and see where you're at. And I've learned myself, the more I get comfortable with that word sin, the more I, my self-actualization is increasing. I can be honest with myself and honest with God. And I'm never in a better place than when that is happening or to the extent that that is happening, yes? So, no matter how good we are, no matter what we do, we cannot eliminate this sinful nature that's present within us. And that's what Jesus came to do. That's why Jesus came. He didn't, Jesus didn't come to help people help themselves. Do you hear that? I, I, I know. Often that's how we kind of engage God and the gospel of Jesus Christ. I know I'm going to come to Jesus so he can help me help myself. And you know, even that version, although far from what God intended, will actually turn around and and move your needle a few steps in a better direction, I think. You'll be a better version of you. But God's called you to the version that he created, huh? He's called you to transformation. And we can only do that through Jesus Christ, right? And what God sent him to do. He came to be our savior. The Bible is not a story about people's journey to be with God. The Bible is a story about God's journey to be with his people. That's a beautiful thing. It's Jesus coming to men and women, coming to all people. Jesus coming to us. Jesus bringing peace, Jesus bringing joy, Jesus bringing hope, Jesus bringing redemption. That's Christmas. That's what we celebrate. I want to talk to you about a few truths relating to that passage of Matthew chapter 1, verse 21 through 23. And that first truth in the verses, in the verse there that we read, it says, he will save us. It really means Jesus will be our Savior. He will save us from our sins. There's a story about a little boy, and he writes a letter to Santa. He says, Dear Santa, there are three boys that live in this house. My brother Jeffrey, who's three, my brother Roy, who is five, and John is eight. 
He says, Jeffrey is good some of the time. Roy is good every once in a while. John, he is good all the time. I thought you would want to know this before Christmas. Love, John. <laughs> Listen. Listen, it's funny, but the problem is neither John or you or I are good all the time, right? Baby, am I all good all the time? Come on, right? I didn't even let her answer. No one gets it all right. We need the forgiveness of our sins, huh? We don't like to talk about that. I mean, you know, like how often you approach God and say, you know, God, I am so glad that you are with me today. And, 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 And for all that you are and mean to me. And God, you and only you can forgive me my sins. And that is more important than anything else, God. That I'm aware of what's going on in me. And I'm aware that you are with me. I'm not alone, oh God. And that you've come to turn around and cleanse me and make me right with you, God. So, Lord, take these sins away from me, oh God. Even those I might not be aware of. Take them. Lift this burden from me, oh God. Take the sins that are tripping me up away from me. The ones that are weighing me down. The ones that are clouding my mind, oh God. The one that are messing with my heart, oh God, take them from me. We don't know, we don't, really, when was the last time you had a conversation like that with God? When was the last time you just turned around and got up in the morning and sat there and spoke like that to God? And yet Jesus came for that very reason. Or did you get up and start to talk to God in a way that more is consistent with how can I, God help me help myself today? Versus, let me just tap into the one true almighty God, creator of heaven and earth, the one who formed me in my mother's womb, the one who made me in his image. Yes, we all have sins, you know. It's like body odor, right? Everyone knows you have it but you, right? Is that not a nice correlation? Is there a word called correlation? (laughs) Look, we need forgiveness. I'm talking about the kind of forgiveness that God provides. Sometimes we confuse God's forgiveness with the way we might forgive. God forgives us freely. Freely. Some, you know, sometimes you're uneasy about going to ask forgiveness from somebody because you don't know how that exchange is going to work, right? Like they might kind of, at best, they might kind of do and say the right thing in front, but then you're thinking, oh, yeah, wait, in the coming weeks, the coming months. God, like, what what are you going to have to pay for it? What's going to go on? God forgives us freely. You know, as we're going out shopping, I know when I go out shopping right now and I'm heading out there, everywhere I go, they want to get some information from me, right? So, and they're telling me that I'll be able to earn something, huh? I, you know, I go to price shop, I'll earn points or this or something like gas. Dunkin' Donuts is telling me on my phone, wow, you, you know, if you buy this, you're going to get three times the points, right? So now you have 5,000 points and you get a free donut. Yeah. And if you get 20,000 points, you can get a cup of coffee. Come on. I'm earning all these points, but I'm still broke. Listen up. You can't earn God's forgiveness. But you could have that discussion with them that I just told you. That's a beautiful thing, huh? God forgives us freely. Now, often when we hear that word free, we think, oh, it's cheap. Nothing going on here is cheap. Free here doesn't mean cheap. God paid the highest price of all. He gave his one and only son. Jesus just wasn't born. Jesus was given. I want you to get that. 
Jesus was just, he was given to you, to us. God sent his one and only son, Jesus, that we could freely be forgiven of our sins. And when you hear the word sin, I want you to think about that, that self-actualization, that awareness, the ability now to have just, un, just an intimacy that you could never have fathomed. Knowing yourself, knowing, knowing God, God forgives us freely. He also forgives us completely. This is magnificent. Total forgiveness. Some people say, yeah, yeah, I forgive, but I don't think I can forget. Right? Meaning, oh, it's going to take a long time. Some of you have crazy memories when it comes to this stuff, right? You know? Too good of a memory, huh? But God forgives us completely and, and, and forever. And not only that, he forgives us instantaneously. You know? There's no ruminating. It's an instant, instant. As you sit here today and as I'm speaking and as they're singing that last song and you're calling out to God and asking his forgiveness, you are forgiven freely, completely, instantaneously. And you will sense and feel the difference in your being. You will because you were made for this exchange. First John Chapter 1, verse 9 says, if we confess our sins, if you confess your sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. He's a forgiving God and he saves us from our sins. There's nothing worse, or certainly it's really, really very difficult and at times destructive to try and save yourself from your own sin. And actually avoiding that word or trying to move away from that which you think you're doing or that's gone on and trying to navigate all that, that's what you're doing. Rather than just coming before God and realizing the gift that he gave to you, Jesus Christ, his son, huh? Jesus saved us from our sins, from our dark moments, from our deepest regrets. No need to carry that. No need to run from that. Don't suppress that, people. Don't be held down. Think about it. Verse 23 says, they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. So, so that was written over 2,000 years ago. When people read that, that, that like, like, like their, their bodies rattle like God with us. Knowing their history. What you read about in the Old Testament, even just in the history of the world, how people perceived God, how to inter even interact with God, even how God, inter the God, the one true God interacted with the Jewish people. The Shekinah glory came down. It couldn't even look. A pillar of fire. But now God is going to be with us. God is with us. Powerful. And He's not only with us, he's, he's with us in this particular way, as I like to put it. It's a beautiful thing. You see, he's not just with us, but God is for us. I love this. God is for us. You, you got to get this this morning, right? God is for me. I know. I deeply know God is for me, yeah? Yesterday, um, I was thinking about this late yesterday. I went to Yankee Candle. I, I took one of my, uh, my sons with me and, uh, and so that we could get multiple candles for my wife, huh? And, uh, and I did this because I realized that my house didn't smell the way it usually smells around Christmas time. 
And as I sat there on the couch, that was relatively pleasing to me, as I've expressed before, right, you know? But my wife's been so busy that she hasn't gotten to that point. She got her little figurine thing out. If you come in, it takes up the whole wall or the little Christmas villages. She got a tree and the music, but, but she hasn't gotten to the candles. And I think I subconsciously knew this and was just glad for it, you know? <laughs> so, so I turned around and I decided, you know what, you know, I said, you know what, let, let me take one of my sons, you know, and, uh, and, and guys, you, you might want to pick up on this, man. <laughs> All right? And I said, look, well, I figure I'll take one of my boys and i bring him along to try and show him something so he could get it as well. And I, and I honestly, I, 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 I share with him, I said, son, man, if of all the things you'll ever hear about sex in your life, all you need to know is what we're going to be doing today, right? <laughs> Just do things like this, and you'll be okay. <laughs> that was kind of his reaction, too, by the way. <laughs> so we're in the Yankee candle store, right? And we're in the mall, and, and actually it's more nauseating than I thought it would be. It's just, it's just I, I don't know, maybe I might get this. And I don't have a strong sense of smell, so I don't know how you just do it, right? You know? And what's weird is, I don't know if, you know, I think we just get caught up in things. We don't realize it. In addition to all the smell, have you ever, like, looked around? It's crowded, and everybody's all doing this sniffing thing. <laughs> I feel like I'm in a dog park. <laughs> it's like, no, really. It's like 30 people in this place. <laughs> <laughs> what the heck? So I start this search for my candle. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm picking up a candle jar here. I'm picking up a, a jar here. And wham, it falls out of my hand, goes onto the display, knocks some things over. But it doesn't break. But, I mean, it's, it's the thing. It's loud. The thing falls on the floor. You know, people stop and they look over from their sniffing. Uh, you know, a, a friendly employer comes over and, and smiles and says, you know, it, it's okay. You know, it, it happens, you know, and, and, and they fix it all up for me. I keep going. Several sniffs later, right? Another jar falls out of my hand. <laughs> makes it clanging. Rolls over. Rolls on the thing. I go to grab this. I knock some cones or whatever over. Employer, same employer comes over. Says, you know, it's okay. It happens. No problem. I'll, I'll take care of it. It, it happened one more time. <laughs> now, my, my son is, is to my, just my son is enjoying this thoroughly, right? I mean, he's distancing himself from me, but from a distance, he's, he's enjoying it, right? So now we go to the counter, you know, to pay for these candles, and the lady tells us, hey, you know what, the sale we have going on, you actually can get one more candle, right? So I'm like, man, I'm, I'm done with this sniffing stuff, you know? So I just reach over quick to, uh, like, I don't even care what I'm going to grab. I just reach over to a shelf, I grab it quick, and I pull it, and the top goes flying off. It is one of those big ones, flies off, splashes all over the place. Now everybody's looking. It was really loud, huh? That same employer comes over. My son's looking at me like I should be putting one of those homes or something like that. And the same employer, same employer walks over and says, it's okay, it happens, I'll take care of it, right? So it was a challenging trip, you know, to Yankee Candle. But I want you to get this. I want you to get this. That employer was not against me. That employer was for me, Yes. 
Yeah, that employee, I'm going to go back to my son and like find a manager. That employee was for me. My mistakes were many. <laughs> my incompetencies were glaring. And by the way, I don't think it's my fault because <laughs> what they're missing, <laughs> I, can, I should practice some of that self-actualization right now. Listen, what they're missing is I think because everybody's opening up and opening up and globally, I think the tops come loose. Yeah, okay. Thank you, Harry. Anyway, <laughs> look, without, you know, all my mistakes, my incompetence, my, my questionable comments about the candles and, and the falling and all of that, right? That employer was still with me. God is for you. I want you to get that right now. In your inconsistency, in your mess, in, God is for you. Don't, you know, don't try and run ahead. If I would have ran ahead and would have known I was going to drop three candles and break one, right? I would have never thought that they would have kind of just like hung in there with me with a really great attitude, huh? My son would have probably like got his phone out and YouTube and the whole thing. God is for you. Let that sink in right now. Please let it sink in. Just dwell on this the greatest truth you will ever know that God is with you and God is for you. You need to hear that this morning. You need to deeply let it settle in in you. You need to believe that with all that you are. He is for you and, and he is with you. If God had a calendar, your birthday would be circled on it. Yeah, that's how personal it is. If, if God had a car, your name would be on his license plate. That's how much he loves you, and that's how close he is with you. Being near should not be enough this morning because Jesus came so that God would be with you. Death, disease, failure, the diminished value in how you perceive yourself, what can be against you, huh? In the face of an eternal God, a God who loves you, an almighty God, God sent Jesus that he would be with you and that you, knowing that, would trust in him and share in an eternity with your heavenly father and your creator. Get that this morning. When you came in here this morning, you Maybe you don't, you know, whatever you think brought you in here, we deeply believe that God Almighty ordained, orchestrated, divinely orchestrated that you would be with us. People have prayed that you would be here this morning. People here prayed that you would come in here this morning. People around Massachusetts, around the country, prayed that you would be here this morning. That's how we roll as believers, huh? There are Catholic monks that are hanging out down in Spencer that prayed that you would come to know that God is with you this morning. We are not alone, people. And Christianity is as fervent and as powerful as ever. You need to know that. Huh? But you came in here today, this morning, not any morning. And perhaps you are realizing that God really is with you. And you are having this wonderful conversation within yourself, this awareness of God. 
this is your time to know Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior. That God sent Jesus for you. He's for you. For you to have peace. For you to have joy. That's, that's a guaranteed to know Jesus and have peace and joy and to have eternal life. And God says to you, trust in my son Jesus Christ that he came to save you. Turn from the way you're living, from, from, from relying on sin, from trusting in sin, from trying to juggle sin. Turn from that and come to me this morning. Don't think about how you're going to do it. Don't think about what's going to happen. Don't, don't, just don't do that. Don't, don't think the way you would with everybody else that you've known because no one is like me, the one true God. I've forgiven you completely, freely, instantaneously. I love you. I'm for you. And if you would right now with all your heart just fall into the hands of a living and a loving God and profess your faith in Jesus and begin what we call having a relationship, an intimate relationship with the one true God. If that's you, as they're playing this last song today, just continually dwell in those, that, those thoughts. Just sense the presence of the one true God that is, he's with you. Sense the peace that is welling up in you. The beginning of what we know is transformation, being born again. Enjoy the moment. Know that the best truly is yet to come. Begin to worship God. You're in here today. We talk about renewing. Say, man, you know what? Today is the day that I realize I've been living out my faith, this Christianity, where I, it's been like God helping me help myself. And it might look good sometimes, and it might most of the time look good on the outside, but it's just not deep enough. <laughs> it's too superficial, and it's too circumstantial. No. No, God is with me today. I'm being open and honest with myself. I'm being honest with God. I'm repenting. I'm running to the battle today, the battle for my soul. No one, nothing, including myself, is going to get in the way from me knowing God today and that he is with me and Jesus came to save me. I'm going to have that peace. I'm going to have that joy. Today now is not going to be God helping me. Today I know God is with me and I'm trusting in God to save me. With all my heart and all my soul, I'm going to worship him from that place today. God saves us, God forgives us, and he is with us, right? And he is for us. This Christmas, live from these truths. This Christmas, love each other from those truths. God is with me. God's forgiven me. God is for me. This Christmas, love your spouse, love your children, family, and friends from these truths. See everything from these phenomenal truths. God lives in you and cares for you. Even if you think you're at the bottom, God is with you. Even if you think you're forgotten, what you think your perspective and others, God is with you. We know this from looking through thousands of years. God is with you. You might think you're not important. You might wonder what's going on. God is with you. He loves you. God is with us. To God be the glory.